0: Please pray with me. Lord God, thank you for the gift and blessing of this day. Thank you for just giving us an incredibly beautiful Easter day. We pray, Lord God, that you would, that you would pour peace into our hearts now, Lord. For despite the beauty of the day, the beauty of this place, and the joy of this fellowship, Lord, not all of us came in with our hearts at ease. Lord, not all of us came in with life going perfectly. Lord God, we came with burdens, each and every one of us. We pray, Lord God, that you would give us the gift of being able to lay our burden down at your feet. Lord God, to entrust it to you, to confess it to you and turn it over to you and to be set free. Lord God, and we pray that you would help us to see you today, Lord God. Reveal yourself to us. We came here to see Jesus, and we pray that you would show yourself to us. And Lord, I pray that you would give me your words. Lord, help me to proclaim the gospel boldly and clearly and faithfully. And fill us all up with your good news that we might be messengers and bearers of your hope in this world. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Please be seated. Morning. Happy Easter, everybody. It's so great to see you all. Now, one of the things that I enjoy doing on Easter, aside from going to church, going to church is my favorite thing to do on Easter, just in case you were making a checklist for me. Uh, The second favorite thing I like to do is to watch Easter egg hunts. I mean, I like to be in them as well, but watching them is a lot of fun too, especially, especially kids doing their first Easter egg hunt, right? The younger, the better. Right? I love it when they're just barely able to balance and they get a basket put in their hands, right? (laughs) And they don't know what to do. (laughs) Right? They don't know what to do. Because mom and dad usually carry the basket. Right? What am I supposed to do with this basket in my hand, right? And it kind of throws off the balance too. And then, and then suddenly they're put in a field And told to go go get the eggs. And you just see that look go across their face. What? (laughs) Why? How? You know, when everyone is keyed up, too, right? There's a really high uh, emotional tension around the Easter egg hunt. You've got the other kids who are completely fixated on getting eggs, right? They've been through this a few times. They know the rodeo. And so they're out there. And then you got the parents, right? Because this is like colleges are looking to see how your kid does on their first egg hunt. You know, it's an early sign of aptitude for professional careers. And there's a lot of emotion in there. And you're like, go, go. I remember being a dad of my little girls. Go get the eggs. Get them before that other kid.
1: Come on, go, go.
0: (laughs) And you can watch. And sometimes you'll see that kid just stop. Stop and freeze. And you can see the tension start to build, right? There's a lot of excitement, but then there's a lot of movement around them and things are going too fast and suddenly everything becomes just too much. And then the tears come, right? Right? The tears come because it's just too much intensity, too much emotion, too much uncertainty, too much expectation, too much joy, too, right? Sometimes you can get too much of something, and they just can't handle it. They can't handle it. They just stop. Now, put yourself in the mind of that toddler for a minute during that first egg hunt, because I think... That emotion, that uncertainty, that confusion, and yet knowing significant things are happening at this very moment, is an important feeling to hold on to on Easter morning, right? Because we're going to rewind the clock now, nearly 2,000 years, to the first Easter. And on that first Easter, no one really knew what was going on either, and there was a lot of toddler in their first egg hunt emotion happening. I'm going to read from you, the, for you, the gospel of Mark, which tells the same account of that first Easter morning, but from a different perspective. It says, when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome brought spices so that they might go and anoint Jesus. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb Look, there is the place they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Isn't that an amazing account? An amazing account of that first day. Our passage tells us very early on the first day of the week when the sun had risen, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Salome went to the tomb. We can consider this the first Easter egg hunt, right? They went out looking, looking for Jesus and they come to the tomb and are wondering how they're ever going to accomplish their task of wanting to anoint him for his burial. However, are they going to do it? Because what is standing in the way? A big stone, a massive stone, and they can't possibly move it out of the way. How could they ever get into the tomb? But when they arrive, they see something peculiar because what's happened to the stone? It's already been rolled away. Tomb is open. It's open for them. And so Mark tells us they walk inside. Now, these ladies are a lot braver than I am, right? Because I just do not. I don't think I would go in there. Right, I think I might send somebody else just to check it out. I'll pull security outside. Right, Let me know if it's okay. I'll make sure nobody sneaks in behind you. That'd be scary, right? But they go right in. They go right in. And once they're inside, they see a young man dressed in white and sitting on the right side. And now, now they're shocked. Now they're surprised. Now they've been taken out of their comfort zone. He tries to comfort them, saying, do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Now, notice he begins with do not be alarmed. And why would he begin that way? Because they were alarmed, right? The alarms are going off all over the place in them. They are definitely fully alarmed. And so this angel has to tell them, do not be alarmed. Be at peace. And their response to this amazing news, their response to this news that their savior and their friend is alive, is terror and amazement. Now, terror and amazement are both two pretty powerful emotions, right? independently they are powerful right if you are filled with terror there's not much else you can do or if you are filled with amazement there is not much else you can do either these women are confronted with both of those emotions terror because they do not know what's going on things are not as they expected they just see an angel and jesus is gone and amazement because this angel has told them news they didn't expect to hear That Jesus is alive. He is alive. And so stricken with terror and amazement, they fled the tomb, running for their lives. And according to the passage, they don't tell anyone what happened. Now, we know from other gospel accounts that they do. They eventually do tell everyone. But here we're left with them being completely overwhelmed by what has taken place, by what they have seen and by what they have heard. They went to the tomb to find Jesus and to anoint his body for burial. But instead, they found something that completely overwhelmed them. They found an empty tomb and an angel who told them something that they could not possibly comprehend. Now Easter can seem like that. It can seem completely overwhelming the reality of the resurrection of Jesus Christ can completely overwhelm us. It's just out of the ordinary. It just doesn't happen. We know from other passages in the Bible that these women didn't stay overwhelmed. They didn't stay that way. They didn't didn't stay completely seized with terror and amazement. Instead, they eventually not only believed, but rejoiced in the power of God to bring life out of death. And they became evangelists, bearing the message that through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, life had been offered to the whole world. But that first Easter morning, everything seemed so very confusing. Today, as you watch the kids hunt for the eggs... Maybe you saw it during the last Easter egg hunt. And maybe you'll see it later on in another Easter egg hunt. Or maybe you have to hunt back in your own memories to your own children or, or nieces or nephews. But think about that. Think about those little ones and how they react to that first Easter egg hunt. Because it's a fleeting moment. Right? The next year when they come back to the hunt, will it be different? Yeah. Oh, Yeah. A year of life for a little kid, man, they will be old hat. They'll know all the tricks, right? They'll know where all the eggs are head. They'll know how to like push a kid out of the way to get to the egg first, (laughs) how to like box somebody out, right? If you're in a good nest of eggs there, right? It is a fleeting moment, that uncertainty and confusion by the grace of God. Kids don't stay oblivious to the principles of egg hunts forever, right? They grow up and they mature and they learn. Age and experience will eventually change their reactions from uncertainty and overload to joy and hope and expectation. This Easter, I pray that the Lord does the same thing for us, that he takes us from uncertainty and overload to joy and hope, that he opens our minds and our hearts to see the truth and beauty behind, around, and through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who conquered death for us. And that we would be blessed with the ability to believe, and that in belief we might find our lives transformed for the glory of God. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for that shocking occurrence that you gave us, Lord, on the first Easter. As you triumphed over death, as you burst forth from the grave. Thank you for doing that. Shocking us out of our expectations, out of our understanding of reality, Lord. And revealing just how profound and powerful and amazing you are. Lord God, we are here today gathered at another Easter. Lord, and the reality of your resurrection can seem so overwhelming. Or we can have the opposite reaction. It can seem so common because we've heard the story so many times. Lord God, shock us this morning. Shock us this morning with the awe and the beauty and the power of your victory. And, Lord, give us eyes to see and hearts to believe, Lord, that your victory is true and to entrust our lives to you. We pray, Lord God, for the gift of faith. And, Lord, send us out into this world as messengers. Lord, just as you eventually gave these women the ability to get over their shock and awe, Lord, and to spread the hope of the gospel, help us to as well. May we be messengers of the hope you have implanted in our hearts. Lord God, may we share this treasure openly and freely in this world. And may your hope spread from us to others. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.